This week's edition of the Australian News Desk for the Airplane Geeks podcast is brought to you by Oz Runways, Australia's leading electronic flight bag for iPad. For your free 30-day trial, visit ozrunways.com today. Oz Runways, know where you're going. And by the Blue Tutu Project, a fundraising effort supporting the vital work of Beyond Blue in tackling the stigma of mental health issues such as depression. Help the team reach their fundraising goal as they prepare to take on the Kokoda Track in 2016. Visit australiadesk.net slash blue tutu and find out what the blue tutu is all about. Be awesome. The didgeridoo means it's time for the Australia News Desk. Here's two of the craziest guys we could find south of the equator. It's Steve Vischer and Grant McHaren from the Plain Crazy Down Under podcast. Dateline, 9th of November 2015 and woohoo! It's a special day, dude. Oh, that must be. G'day, folks, and welcome to the Australia Desk for episode 376 on this rather warm Melbourne night. And uh, yes, Grant, happy birthday to you, mate. It's uh, another successful lap around the sun. Thanks, mate. Yes, I'm now at uh, flight level 480 and climbing successfully. Woohoo! You're the junior burger of the two of us, so whatever. I'm a sprightly 44, mate. Ah, junior burger. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, after yesterday's karate activities, I feel like I'm 144, but we won't go there, Grant. Let's talk about, <laughs> a, let's talk about another sport I don't know much about, rugby. Yes, yes. Despite me saying it's just a, a glorified Bledisloe Cup, I am still pretty happy that uh, the All Blacks managed to stomp all over the Wallabies. That's right, New Zealand took out Australia in the final of the World Cup Rugby. Oh, oh I see. So you're choosing to be a New Zealander this week, are we? Hmm? Huh? Hmm? Uh, when it comes to rugby, I'm usually a New Zealander, yes. Oh, dear. <gasps> Hey, 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 at least we can both turn around and go, hey, Poms. Well, you lost me a blitters like up, mate. But anyway, tell us what this has to do with aviation. Well, the link into aviation is that uh, Qantas and Air New Zealand decided to make a little bit of a wager on the lead up to the uh, the World Cup. And uh, Qantas said that the if the Aussies won, Air New Zealand were going to have to do something to celebrate the Australian win. And Air New Zealand said that if the All Blacks won, Qantas would have to do the uh, reciprocal. At first, everyone thought there might have been a change in livery on some of the aircraft and a couple of artist impressions will look pretty good. A, uh, an Air New Zealand uh, 787 with a yellow body and then the black fern saying Air New Zealand loves the Qantas Wallabies. That was rather cute. <laughs> and uh, a Qantas 737-800 in mostly black with a red tail looked really odd, but it did have, you know, Go Ritchie and All Blacks and Hart, the New Zealand fern, uh, you know, all this kind of stuff uh, and a whole lot of uh, Kiwi phrases on it. So uh, that, that, that was kind of cute, but they uh, went for the slightly cheaper option and a uh, complete uh, Qantas crew from the tech crew through to the cabin crew, all put on um, all black jumpers and did the entire flight wearing uh, all blacks jumpers just to uh, over the top of their Qantas uniforms. So most amusing and uh, yeah, nice to see the two airlines engaging in a little bit of banter and rivalry. Yeah, it certainly seems to be done in a really good spirit. Did I mention you lost me at Bledisloe Cup? Yeah, I think you had. So let's move on to something else. Uh, continuing uh, along the themes of stuff that got in the way of having a good time, I note that, uh, yeah, there's a different volcano called causing problems for Bali. Yes, it looks like it, Grant. And uh, on the on the eve, in fact, of uh, some friends of mine uh, conning my wife and I into booking a flight to Bali, <laughs> it looks like the volcanoes are going nuts over there again. So uh, well, we're not going until March next year. So I'll tell you what, um, all you Balinese, you've got several months to get your 
volcanoes working properly or just snuff them out, would you? Because um, nobody's flying there at the moment again. It looks like the uh, hot spot has moved east and uh, fortunately didn't trigger anything in Bali as it progressed. But uh, yeah, Rinjani over in Lombok to the east of Bali is now spewing out big clouds of uh, of ash and causing all sorts of mayhem for uh, the poor people trying to get to and from Bali for their holidays. Yes, and it looks like, Grant, that uh, a lot of uh, people are going to have to do the, uh, the, the option that uh, you took recently, which was to go well, somewhere else. In fact, uh, Jetstar's offering flights instead to places like Fiji, Thailand, Hawaii, and of course, uh, you know, Virgin is doing pretty much the same. In fact, they're even saying you can go to other places in Australia or around yep. the Pacific, anywhere you like, really, anywhere except Bali. So there are other <laughs> options, but if you've really got your heart set on going to Bali, well, I guess not. Now, uh, Grant, um, I just noticed as an aside, we got an email from one of our listeners, uh, Tony Kinsley, who sent us an email just talking about Bali, and he wants to know if he wants to go. He's scared of uh, dengue fever and all this sort of stuff. Well, I tell you what, Tony, don't worry about it, mate, because if these uh, volcanoes keep going the way they are, well, nobody will be flying there. But, mate, I tell you what, uh, when uh, Qantas, Jetstar and Virgin are rebooking people and they're getting them to pay some money, I'll bet you they're charging those credit card fees. Yes, well, Grant, hopefully not if the federal government has its way. In fact, it's got all the airlines at the moment uh, in front of a uh, Senate committee asking questions as to, amongst other things, why are you charging all these extra uh, credit card fees all the time? And I'd like to know that myself, Grant. For example, if you're booking a multi-sector flight, why do they charge you, say, in the case of Qantas, I think, about an extra $7 per sector if you're paying all at once. Yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it? They want you to use their websites. They charge you more to use the phone if you're going to make any adjustments uh, to your bookings or even make new bookings. But uh, when you do use the website, because you're paying via credit card, you go through a credit card processing gateway, which means that if you pay the company $200, the credit card processing gateway remits to you $200 less, say about 1.5%, which is their fee that they take for providing the service. So it's not uncommon for companies to on charge that 1.5%, but some of them actually make it 2% or 4%. What's happening is that the airlines are t- turning around saying, well, look, you know, the cost of processing credit card payments, it's it's not just the merchant gateway fees, it's all our computer systems and keeping them running and updating them and making sure that everything's uh, ready to go and, you know, support and all that. And I'm like crying Bravo Sierra on this one. Uh, blowing snow, mate, because it's like you're going to have those computer systems anyhow and you're going to have the gateway. So what the heck? Uh, I could understand them charging enough to cover the gateway fees, but they're, they're trying to claim back enough to cover the whole cost of setting up a computer system, it seems like, and that's just nuts. Yeah, well, they should just build that into the cost of the fare. Um, Qantas's group executive for government and international affairs, a gentleman by the name of Andrew Parker, told the, the hearing today, in fact, that Qantas only gets back about 81% of its what he calls reasonable costs of card acceptance as mm. defined by the Reserve Bank of Australia's guidance note, which all sounds like a lot of, uh, you know, uh, political speak to me, Grant. Uh, you got it, man. I mean, if you're going to start going to that level, then let's split everything out. How much does it cost for you to have a CEO? Let's split that out and have that as a fee. You know, CEO support fee. How about, ooh, you know, phone call system fee that you never used. But anyhow, it's still there just in case you need it. So you pay a little bit of money. Yeah. <laughs> it's, let's split it all out. Smiling faces at the check-in. Split it out. Let's itemise everything if you want to go down that path. It's bloody ridiculous. Well, it must be working for Virgin Grant because, uh, well, it looks like they're back in the black. So maybe they'll uh, keep charging these until the cows come home. Honestly, mate, I think I'm doing my fair share to help keep Virgin in the black. I've been doing a lot of travel lately and there's a bit more coming up on the horizon all before Christmas. Lots of 
of running around are going to do with work. But uh, yeah, it's great. Uh, Virgin have uh, managed to improve their yields, lower their costs, and it looks like they're going to be uh, reporting a profit for the first quarter of uh, 2015 and 2016. They say they're on the track for a full year profit for the whole year, in fact. Yes, up in the millions. Um, so they're, they're doing very, very well. You know, Grant, I, I noticed he, here that they're also saying that their subsidiary, Tiger Airways, <laughs> and we all know how much I love Tiger Airways, is making a maiden quarterly profit of $400,000. So not much in uh, not much in terms of uh, airlines, I suppose, but at least it's a profit. And as much as I don't like Tiger Air, I wouldn't like to see all the people at work there lose their jobs. So I'm glad it's making money. <laughs> I'm still not flying them, though. <laughs> You're not up for that bus service. Look, I mean, it's four hundred thousand doesn't sound much for an airline, but compared to the millions they've lost in the past, I think they're doing pretty well. And uh, yeah, I'm going to say that I am a contributing factor to uh, to this uh, return around because I went to Newcastle in July uh, when we were up doing the the Hunter Valley Air Show commentary. Uh, let's see, went on the honeymoon to Fiji. Yeah, that was good. I think I'm doing my bit. Yes, well, Grant, nobody likes to show off. Nobody likes to show off. Well, I'll be flying Virgin to Fiji in a couple of weeks. So there you go. There's my contribution to their profit. Uh, but are you going business class? No, it's economy class all the way. Well, you know, I think something that would be even better than economy class would be if you could twist the RAAF's arm and take their latest and final C-17, their eighth one, across to Fiji. How cool would that be? That's true. <laughs> and good to see that uh, now we've got eight of these aircraft now. Yes, David, I know that's not many, but you've got to remember, our Air Force is not that big. And uh, it's actually uh, pretty cool. That they've had such success with this uh, platform that they've ordered. And I think we originally ordered uh, three, didn't we, Grant? And it's now blown yeah. out to eight. So Yeah, three to five to, oh, let's go for eight. It's been pretty good. And, uh, of course, having that many C-17s means that they've had to spend another $300 million just on the uh, the new dedicated C-17 maintenance hangar and hard stand and taxi upgrades and so on. So it's it's put a whole lot of uh, of money into the local economy just getting these extra C-17s. The, the other thing that the RAF have been doing pretty well is uh, sponsoring a couple of uh, female pilot scholarships to help get more ladies into the Air Force. Yeah, they're certainly doing a big push to get more females in general into the Air Force, and they certainly want more pilots. And this has been co-sponsored, in fact, by the Australian Women Pilots Association. Yeah, there, there's a navigation component scholarship worth the 7K, covers the cost of completing the navigation component for private or commercial. And the second scholarship is uh, for formation or aerobatic endorsement, and it's worth 2500 So that's pretty damn good. So, uh, ladies, if you're uh, looking at maybe having a shot at that, you can find more about that on their website, which is awpa.org.au. Applications close January 31, 2016. You know, Grant, I wonder if the Australian Seniors Organisation would put in a scholarship for two old, ageing aviation podcasters to go and get those sorts of scholarships and fly for the Air Force. You know, Grant, I still think I could do it. I've flown a Cessna, you know. Yeah, I know, I know you have. I know you have. And I've flown a balloon just like the Air Force has. So at least my F- my aircraft is on the uh, Air Force register. That's, hey! That is awesome. Where do I apply? <laughs> just talk to me, mate. I can organise it for you. Well, we can dream, I guess. We were dreaming last week. I guess we'll dream a bit more this week. Until next week, I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm Grant McCarran. Here, mate, is this your walking frame? Oh, no, no, but that may be my bottle of Geritol. Here, swap. Southern Skies. Online Media.